We'll be back with some more college basketball action here for Saturday, December 31st. Got a great card to close out the year, so let's jump right into it. Now we start out in the ACC with Virginia taking on Georgia Tech. Virginia comes into this game as the 25th overall team in the hot to bet power ranking. Georgia Tech is the 131st overall team. And you know, for Virginia, come into this game following the win over Albany in their last game. But it was a Virginia team that started the season out very, very hot, but kind of struggled against Houston and Miami last week. But despite that loss, they certainly have not been a bad team this season. As far as Georgia Tech goes, have had some struggles this season you know they come into this game following a home loss to clemson not a great game not a great showing um in that one and in well they have struggled a little bit against better opponents this season they're not a terrible team they definitely have some bright spots but they have struggled a little bit to shoot the ball only a 48.3 effective field goal percentage on the year also only hitting 31.5 percent from beyond the arc surprisingly virginia has actually been a very good shooting team this season a 52.3 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 35.7 percent from beyond the arc and you know when it's a virginia basketball team when it's a tony bennett team they're going to be strong on the defensive side of the ball as well their shot defense has been outstanding this season only allowing 45.9 effective field goal percentage on the season and 33% from beyond the arc. But the Georgia Tech defense has actually been very, very strong this season as well, only allowing a 46.3 effective field goal percentage. And the perimeter of East defense is very, very good, only allowing 27.1% from beyond the arc. And I think that's going to be the key here in this game because when Virginia can shoot the three and shoot from the perimeter well, um, they're a very, very hard team to slow down and a very, very hard team to stop. But this Georgia Tech perimeter defense has been very very strong this season if they can show that off here in this game i certainly think they can keep this one close especially at home i think they bounce back after that clemson lost last week and it's just a georgia tech team that i really don't think should be getting this many points in this game i think these two teams are too evenly matched on the defensive side of the ball um, to make them this big of an underdog taking georgia tech plus nine and a half here against virginia now we head to the Big East as UConn takes on Xavier in what is probably the most anticipated game of the weekend. UConn comes into this one as the 13th overall team in the hot to bet power ranking. Xavier is the 26th overall team. And obviously this game means a ton for early season Big East bragging rights. And, you know, for UConn, they have been nothing but impressive this season. I mean, come into this game following an impressive win over Villanova. And it's really hard to say that that UConn has not been, you know, the most complete basketball team in the entire country, you know, here through non-conference play. Overall, they just do a great job on both sides of the basketball, but they're a really good shooting team, hitting a 56.1 effective field goal percentage on the season, also dropping 36.7% from beyond the arc. But it's not like Xavier's been a bad team either, you know, struggled a little bit earlier in the season, but here in the last month or so, the last few weeks especially, they've been playing very, very good basketball, and they've been a very, very strong team coming to this game following the win over St. John's in their last one and offensively they've shot the ball just as well if not a little bit better than UConn has this season a 56.9 effective field goal percentage of the year and Xavier is also the third best three-point shooting team in the entire nation hitting 40.8 percent from beyond the yard but I think the real advantage for UConn in this game and the real reason I like them in this game is on the defensive side of the ball because we know both these teams can shoot the ball but we have seen Xavier struggle a little bit defensively especially against 
better shooting teams this season, giving up a 49.9 effective field goal percentage on the year, and their perimeter defense really hasn't been the best, allowing 37.4% from beyond the arc. UConn, on the other hand, is a top 10 team defensively as well, allowing their opponents only a 41 effective field goal percentage on the year and holding their opponents to 26.5% from beyond the arc. Now, granted, as Biggie's play goes along, and even in this game, um, their defense may you know struggle a little bit more than that. But overall, it's a UConn team that is very, very strong. They do a really good job um, forcing turnovers as well. Um, and while this will be probably their toughest test of the season yet on the road at Xavier, certainly not an easy game. I think defensively, UConn just has such a major advantage in this game. And as much as I want Xavier to win this game because of my biggies future bet um, on Xavier to win the conference um, and how much I really like Sean Miller this season, I think UConn takes care of business in this one. Kind of just shocked how low the spread is here on UConn. Um, I would have made them a five, six point favorite in this game, taking them minus two and a half here against Xavier. Next up, we head to the A-10 as St. Louis takes on St. Joseph. St. Louis comes into this game as the 52nd overall team in the Hadzibet Power Ranking. St. Joseph is the 183rd overall team for St. Joseph's. Come into this game following the win over Central Connecticut. And while they, you know, come in off that win, they certainly haven't had the best season this year. Coming into this game 6-6, six and six, um, you, you know, through non-conference play. But they've had some decent performances. And they're certainly not a terrible team. They've shot the ball decently well this season. A 49.9 effective field bridge on the year also hitting 33.7 percent from beyond the yard eric reynolds has been a great scorer for st joseph's this season dropping 18.6 points per game and offensively i certainly think it's a team that can hang with st louis here in this one and as far as st louis goes yeah they're eight and five on the year but they also come into this game following a, a shocking loss to siu edwardsville in their last game i mean it's not the worst loss in the world it was obviously a very close competitive game through and through and sometimes that's going to happen um but it's a st louis team that has kind of just struggled to shoot the basketball a little bit this season only a 48 effective field goal percentage on the year and they're also only hitting 30 points eight percent from beyond the arc and as good as the rest of their offense has been for st louis outside of the shooting um they just really haven't done a great job scoring points defensively they've also struggled a little bit you know not the greatest team in the world on the turnovers um they're turning the ball over on four or only turning the only forcing turnovers on 14.3 percent of their opponent's possessions and that's one area that st joseph's has been very very strong defensively this season is forcing turnovers they're forcing them on 19.6 percent of their opponent's possessions and really for st joseph's in this game the key is going to be to push tempo and force those turnovers two things that st louis has not done a great job with this season um, and if they can do that here in this game i think they can keep it close and i think st louis will struggle on the road here to open up a 10 play i'm taking st joseph's plus seven here against st louis Next up on the card, head to the Big 12 with Oklahoma State taking on Kansas. Oklahoma State comes into this game as the 37th overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Kansas is the third overall team. And all in all, Kansas has been far better than I expected them to be this season, which is weird to say with the defending national champion. But I really didn't expect them to get into conference play here with an 11-1 record. I mean, their only non-conference loss came against Tennessee, a game that was in the Bahamas. And overall, the talent that they lost from last season, they've really just done a great job replacing i mean offensively kansas has just been a great team this season a 54.3 effective field goal percentage on the year hitting 35.9 percent from beyond the arc jalen wilson has been an outstanding score once again this season leads the team with 21.1 points per game throwing some grady dick performances as well and it's a kansas offense that is very very hard to slow down 
but it's not a bad Oklahoma State team. I mean, the Big 12 as a whole is very, very competitive this season. And, you know, for Oklahoma State, a decent win over Wichita State on the road before Christmas. And even in their losses this season, you know, coming into this game with an 8-4 and four record, they've played in competitive, close games um, and really haven't gotten blown out by any means. Overall, on the offensive side of things, while they haven't shot the ball as well as Kansas, Oklahoma State has still been a fairly strong shooting team this season. A 51.2 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 32.5% from beyond the arc avery anderson the third um, has been a good shot score 12.2 points per game for him um, but they've also been very good on the defensive side of the ball the oklahoma state shot defense has looked very very strong this season only allowing a 41.6 effective field goal percentage on the year also only giving up 26.9 percent from beyond the arc now the kansas shot defense has also been good holding their opponents to 26 or 29.6 percent from beyond the arc but if oklahoma state can even play you know a little bit of the defense that we have seen all season it's going to be very very hard for kansas to run away and, and pull away with this one i think oklahoma state's able to keep it close on the road you know fog allen is obviously never an easy place to play um, but with oklahoma state opening up big 12 play here i think they get it done on the defensive side of the ball and i think they keep this game close taking them plus 10 and a half here against kansas Next up on the card, we got Hampton taking on UNC Wilmington. Hampton comes into this game as the 338th overall team in the hot to bet power ranking. UNC Wilmington is the 159th overall team for Hampton. You know, a loss against Charleston in their last game, and it's a team that only has two Division I wins on the entire season. UNC Wilmington, on the other hand, has kind of been completely the opposite. I mean, struggled a little bit early on. Definitely, you know, had some tough opponents. I mean, their three of their first four games were against top 35 teams. Um, and, and after those three losses, they've gone on a heck of a run, winning their last 10 games on a 10-game winning streak coming into this game. Really just an impressive start to the season for them. Um, but it hasn't all come on the offensive side of things. I mean, UNC Wilmington is by no means a great shooting team. A 47.8 effective field goal percentage certainly isn't bad. Um, they're also hitting 33.5% from beyond the arc. Um, but they've been very, very strong on the defensive side of things. As far as the Hampton offense has go gone, though, not good. They've kind of just struggled to shoot the ball. I mean, as any team who you know is in the bottom 10% of teams in the country really does, um, but only a 44.4 effective field goal percentage on the year. A little bit better from the perimeter, um, actually edging out UNC Wilmington just slightly, hitting 33.9% from beyond the arc. One of the few positive stats for Hampton is their three-point shooting, uh, but defensively, Oh boy, Hampton is not good. Their shot defense has been absolutely atrocious this season, giving up a 53.9 effective field goal percentage on the season. And they're one of the worst perimeter defenses in the entire nation, giving up 39.6% from beyond the arc. On the flip side, UNC Wilmington shot defense has been absolutely great this season, only allowing 48.7% effective field goal percentage on the year, also only giving up 29.9% from beyond the arc. I mean, look for this UNC Wilmington team to lean on that defense to slow this game down and really dominate the turnover department. I think that's going to be their biggest road to success here in this game. And I think it's a Hampton team that overall is just going to struggle on the road here. I think UNC Wilmington shows up at home here, taking them minus 16 here against Hampton. Next up, we head to the American as UCF takes on Houston. UCF comes into this game as the 86th overall team in the high to bet power ranking. Houston is the number one overall team. As far as UCF goes this season, though, They've had a very, very strong start to the season. I mean, started American play off with a win over Wichita State earlier in the week. But we look at their record. They're 10-3 and 3 on the season. 
all three of their losses came by three points or less two of them by two points i mean really just a very competitive team that has played in a lot of close games but they're going up against the american juggernaut here in houston obviously the huge win over tulsa to start out american play the only loss for houston coming at home against alabama certainly a questionable loss especially once we get to tournament time definitely a game that's going to be brought up um, as far as houston goes but Houston's one of the top teams in the country, obviously. They've done a great job shooting the basketball this season. A 53.9 effective field goal percentage on the season, also hitting 34.4% from beyond the arc. But so has UCF. UCF has done a really good job shooting the basketball this season. A 50.5 effective field goal percentage, also hitting 36.7% from beyond the arc. Taylor Hendricks is a big reason why this UCF team has found success on the offensive side of things. He leads the team with 14.8 points per game. Um, but he also leads this UCF team in rebounding with 6.8 rebounds per game. Um, and it isn't just their shooting offensively that keeps them in games here. Um, they're really good on the offensive glass, point down 36 seven percent off the offensive glass now houston's also pulling down 38.3 percent on the offensive glass and kelvin sampson no doubt has one of the best teams in the entire country here with houston um but even in this game against this opponent I just think this is way too many points for Houston to be laying in this one. I get it. It's going to be a hard Houston team to, to read in some of these games. What is their motivation? Blah, 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 whatever you want to say about them. But it's a UCF team that's played in a lot of close games, has been very, very good. And I just don't really think they should be this big of a dog on the road. Taking them plus 16 here against Houston. Now, quickly, before we get into the second half of Saturday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbest.com. Got college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The same today with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal account at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I am putting out, as well as on Best Stamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that i place a bet and last but definitely not least if you're watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on here for saturday's card and also if you haven't checked out my bull picks got a couple of picks for the college football playoffs as well as some of the other new year six bulls so go check out that video posted up a few weeks ago and let's get into the second half of college basketball Next up on the card, we got South Alabama taking on Georgia State. South Alabama comes into this one as the 164th overall team in the high to bet power ranking. Georgia State is the 189th overall team for South Alabama. Come into this game following the win over Georgia Southern in their last game. And, you know, overall, they certainly haven't been the best shooting team in the country this season by any means. Um, but in this matchup specifically, they certainly are the better shooting team and by a fairly wide margin. I mean, a 49.2 effective field goal percentage for them on the year also hitting 30.9 percent from beyond the arc isaiah moore has been a great score for this south alabama team with 17.8 points per game and when we look over to georgia state you know coming to this game following the loss to james madison um and overall their offense just has not been good this season i mean like i said south alabama's not a great shooting team but a heck of a lot better than what georgia state has done georgia state only a 43.2 effective field goal percentage of the season also only hitting 25.1 percent from beyond the arc they're 360 60th worst team in the entire country when it comes to three-point shooting not to mention they turn the ball over 
all the time, turning it over on 19.9% of their opponent's possessions. And that's one thing that South Alabama has been very, very good in. They're the eighth best team in the entire country when it comes to offensive turnovers, only turning it over on 14.7% of their possessions, not to mention their shot defense has looked fairly strong this season. And while Georgia State is a little bit better on the defensive side of things compared to their offense, they're still not a great defensive team. Their perimeter defense is certainly lacking. And I think it's a Georgia State team that we're going to see struggle really throughout the entire of a sun play this season it's a south alabama team that i absolutely love and even on the road here in this game i think they come out victorious taking them minus 110 here against georgia state now we head to the Summit League as St. Thomas takes on South Dakota State. St. Thomas comes into this game as the 275th overall team in the high to bet power ranking. South Dakota State is the 117th overall team. And, you know, it's a St. Thomas team that since joining Division One has made quite a presence for, for how good of a shooting team they are. Obviously started out Summit League play with wins over North Dakota and North Dakota State. Coming to this game, though, following the loss to South Dakota. Um, but overall, when we look over at South Dakota State here in this game, it certainly has not been the same team that we saw a season ago. Now, granted, one huge caveat for South Dakota State is they played a heck of a tough non-conference schedule for sure. Um, but they really didn't show up in, in hardly any of those games. And I mean, they started out Summit League play last week with a loss to Oral Roberts, a game where they got absolutely dominated in. And it was a South Dakota State team that just shot the ball so well a season ago. And that has not been the case this season. Only a 48.4 effective field goal percentage on the season and only hitting 31.6% from beyond the arc. It's just straight up not the same team offensively that we saw a season ago. As far as St. Thomas goes, though, they're kind of the exact same team we saw last year, as far as shooting goes anyway. Um, offensively, they've been a great shooting team once again this season, a 55.4 effective field goal percentage on the year, also hitting 39.6% from beyond the arc, not to mention they're hitting 77.6% from the free throw line. And in South Dakota State's credit, that is one place they've been good is from the free throw line. But St. Thomas has certainly been the better team overall shooting this season. Andrew Rode, um, you know, returned to the lineup on in Thursday's game, um, and he's currently the leading scorer for the St. Thomas team, 15.1 points per game, only missed two games there um, here to start Summit League play. But defensively, neither one of these teams are great, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, I mean, South Dakota State might have a, a slight edge defensively, but not by much. Um, and I think they continue to struggle here in this game. I think it's a St. Thomas team that bounces back after that South Dakota loss um, and keeps it close on the road here in this game. Taking them plus four here against South Dakota State. Next up on the card, we got Appalachian State taking on Southern Miss. App State comes into this one as the 195th overall team in the high to bet power ranking. Southern Miss is the 283rd overall team. And overall, it's a Southern Miss team that has been very, very impressive this season. Coming to this game with a 12-2 record on the year. Also, the win over Troy in their last win, not to mention solid wins over Vanderbilt in Liberty in non-conference play. And, and overall, they've just been a great team. Appalachian State, not so much. Coming to this game following the very disappointing loss to Marshall really didn't show up at all in that game I expected that one to be a little bit closer but granted Marshall's been a very very strong team this season um, but as far as App State goes don't have a division one win since November 23rd it's been over a month since this App State team has won a division one game um, now granted they played some tough teams in that stretch don't get me wrong but offensively they've just not been a great team they have not shot the ball well this season only a 48.4 effective field goal percentage on the season also only hitting 32.8 percent 
from beyond the arc. And when we look over to Southern Miss, they've been a fairly strong shooting team this season. A 52 effective field goal percentage on the year and also hitting 32.3% from beyond the arc. Felipe Haas and Austin Crawley um, have been great scorers for this Southern Miss team. You know, lead the squad with over 16 points per game out of both of them. And really, though, it, while Southern Miss has been the, the better shooting team, they've also been better on the defensive side of the ball as well, only allowing a 45.5 effective field goal percentage on the year, only giving up 30.8% from beyond the arc. App State, not so great defensively, giving up 36.6% from beyond the arc and a 49.2 effective field goal percentage. It's an App State team that we've seen struggle on the road a little bit this season. And, and like I said, don't have a Division One win um, in over a month. And this is certainly not an easy opponent to go up and try and do it against, especially coming off of that Marshall loss. I really don't see this App State team being much better than they were in that game. And it's a Southern Miss team um, that is playing very, very well right now. Um, they let it get close against Troy. Probably should have been a bit of a bigger game, bigger blowout than it was. Um, but I think here in this game, they get a pretty nice win against App State to continue on conference play. Taking them minus seven here against App State. Next up, we head to the Mountain West as San Diego State takes on UNLV. San Diego State comes into this game as the 21st overall team in the Hotspur Power Ranking. UNLV is the 102nd overall team for San Diego State. Started out Mountain West play with the win over Air Force. And overall, they've been a good team this season. As far as UNLV goes, obviously started the season out. What were they, like 10-0? I think at one point, you know, a couple of losses since then. The overtime loss against San Jose State um, to start out Mountain West play. Um, but they've still, you know, been close even in their losses and their team offensively in UNLV that has shot the ball fairly well this season a 49.2 effective field goal percentage for them on the season and they're also hitting 33% from beyond the arch EJ Heckless has been a great shooter for this UNLV team 15.8 points per game for him and as far as San Diego State goes um, they've also been a, a strong shooting team I mean by no means are they a bad team um, coming into this game you know overall a 50 0.5 effective field goal percentage on the season also hitting 32.1 percent um, from beyond the arc and as good as they've been on the offensive side of the ball they've also been fairly strong on the defensive side of the ball one guy who has really showed up on the defensive side of things for this UNLV team is Luis Rodriguez one of their best defenders 5.9 rebounds per game for him and he's also averaging 2.5 steals per game um, and it's a big reason why UNLV is actually the second best team in the entire nation when it comes to forcing turnovers forcing turnovers on 28.6% of their opponent's possessions. An, an absolutely insane number. And if they can do that here against San Diego State, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to win this game. Now, granted, I don't think that number is going to be as high. And San Diego State's not a bad team at forcing turnovers either, 22.7% this season. Um, but as good as San Diego State has been, this is not going to be an easy road test for them here in this game. And I think it's a UNLV team that bounces back after that loss on Wednesday. I think they keep this one pretty close, taking them plus three and a half here against San Diego State. Now we head to the island for the final bet of 2022. We got Cal Poly taken on Hawaii. Cal Poly comes into this game as the 285th overall team in the high to bet power ranking. Hawaii is the 148th overall team. And really it's a Cal Poly team that has just kind of struggled this season. I mean, they do come into this game following a win over Sun. But the game was also on Thursday, and there's a heck of a lot of distance to travel um, in only one day of rest. And in overall, Cal Poly has just not done a great job shooting the ball this season. Only a 
3.6 effective field goal percentage on the season and they're also only hitting 30.4 percent from beyond the arc and when we look over to hawaii what they've been able to do as of late has, has been fairly impressive i mean obviously go and win the diamond head classic which they haven't had a ton of success in that tournament um in previous years but a good job nonetheless this year hold on to beat smu in the championship game an impressive win over uc davis on thursday night and you know they played fairly strong during non-conference play and offensively it's a Hawaii team that has shot the ball well this season a 50.4 effective field goal percentage on the season also hitting 34 percent from beyond the arc Noel Coleman has been a strong scorer for this team 41.1 or 14.1 rather points per game for him on the season and defensively Hawaii has been an even better team really than they are on the offensive side of things only allowing 43.9 effective field goal percentage and only giving up 28.6 percent from beyond the arc the 33rd best three-point defense in the country um, the Cal Poly defense, not the worst in the world, but certainly not good, allowing a 51.3 effective field goal percentage on the season and 33.9% from beyond the arc. And, and Hawaii has just been playing so, so good as of late and, and going for Cal Poly, you know, traveling to Hawaii with only one day rest coming off of that Thursday night game. I think this could be a very, very tough spot for them to go and show up in this game. Well, 10 and a half points is certainly not a small spread. It's a Hawaii team that we've just been seeing play so, so strong as of late. I think they continue their winning streak here in this game in pretty dominating fashion taking away minus 10 and a half against cal poly to close out the year